G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. When you're a parent, you'll know just how important it is to be able to connect your children with the Bible. Sometimes we grow up and we feel like the Bible is some sort of a foreign book or it's so big and it's so complex that we can't always get our head around it. But if we introduce our children to the Bible in their early years, if we have them familiar with the books of the Bible, able to interact with the stories of the Bible, something special happens in their later years when their faith is growing, when their identity is forming, and when they are beginning to put their faith in Christ on their own without mum and dad's help. Well, there's a new discipleship program that you might be interested in. It's called Lionheart's Disciples. Pastor Tosh Sturgis is the man behind this particular uh, new initiative, and Tosh is joining us. Hello, Tosh. Welcome along to 2020. Well, thank you for having me, Neil. Tosh, uh, you're a pastor, and you've got this resource. You travel widely, and people are interested, when you're a parent, into how do you connect our kids into the Scriptures. Uh, what sort of response do you get from parents when they realize there's a really exciting, wonderful new opportunity that they can uptake? The response that I get from parents is really excited because for the first time, their kids get really excited about the Word of God. I've traveled the world and been searching for discipleship material for my own children. And I guess from my days of working with uh, the great evangelist, the great Aussie evangelist, Bill Newman, I understood the power of the Word of God. I, I got discipled into a church and we loved to pray for the sick and, and all that sort of thing. But when I was working with Dr. Bill Newman, the Word of God and the power of the Word became, I had a fresh revelation of that. And so when my kids would ask me about what we believe as Christians, I was always trying to bring them back to the Word of God and say, look, I can, thinking to myself, I can explain something to them in a story or whatever. But if I actually get the kid into the Word, God does something in the kid's life. You know, when we get exposed to the Word of God, the Word has power. The Word is, it's, it's fresh bread for us to eat. And getting children exposed to the Word of God at a young age has the same effect on a, on them as a child as it does to us as an adult. You know, you read the Word of God and God speaks to you and something in you comes alive. Well, when you see kids do that, and when mum and dad see that happen to their own kids, their response is always, thank you so much. I've got responses on Facebook and on email, on private messages of kids with the book, book saying, thanks so much, Pastor Tosh, for putting this program together. The kids so love doing the, the discipleship program in the home. And Tosh, we sometimes forget this, but children are people too. And exactly. They, and they need to have a resource which is alive for them. Exactly. Uh, and sometimes as a parent, you don't necessarily always appreciate what's going to switch your kids on to faith, the, the same things that switch yourself on. Sometimes a little bit different and the dimension is different. So you've got to actually have a resource that is targeted to the children. 
Exactly. And that's, that's the exact idea of me putting this program together. It was that as I looked around for resources for my children, I found a lot of story-based activity. And so they'll read about Jesus and Zacchaeus in the tree or Jonah and the whale or there's so many Bible stories and they're all wonderful. But insofar as actually getting the kid exposed to the word for themselves, what I found was a better way to approach the, the discipleship in the home, because they get a lot of the stories out of the home, was to do activities rather than to do stories. Because kids love stories, but they also love to get their hands dirty on activities. They love to do different things and uh, preoccupy their minds with different activities. And Sesame Street or a lot of children's programming have two-minute segments, two-minute segments, and because the kid's attention span is, is jumping from one thing to another. So I figured, why not create a program that's activity-based in the home through the workbook that actually gets kids bouncing in and out of the Bible, in and out of the Bible, in and out of the Bible with mum and dad. How good's that? And so the idea is basically we'll start off with a lesson. Say the first lesson of the whole book is God is love. And so from that place, we go and we, we teach them John 3.16 is their memory verse. It's a pretty obvious place to start. But then they go through and they've got to find three other Bible verses throughout the different pages and the different books of the Bible that they have to find and highlight for themselves. So we give them the addresses, but then we force them through that to go and have a look at the index and find the book uh, of, of John or the book of First John or the book of Revelations or whatever it is that the kid's got to find, some obscure thing that they've never heard of before. And it really de- the program really demystifies the book of the Bible. It stops it being a, a, a tome that they can't access and gives them the power to draw from the Word of God about the subjects that they know are relevant. So when they when they learn that when they get older, if it comes to one thing or another, they know that they can go to the Bible and find answers. And of course, you've got this attitude that sometimes exists. Oh, it's time to learn the Bible. Sit down there, oh. shut up, be quiet, and listen. Yeah. And and really, that that defeats the whole point of what you want to do in discipleship because. How are you going to have kids fall in love with the scriptures yeah. if it's something that's force-fed and you've got a resource that helps children to discover themselves, almost like a game where they're interacting and uh, relating with the scriptures? That's exactly right. You see, one of the things that we, uh, me as a pastor, as, as a leader of a ministry, I'm constantly preaching the word of God and telling stories and bringing forward the ideas of God. But when someone has a discovery for themselves, it becomes their own revelation. And so that's why story is so important with preachers. You see it happening, and it's a real common trend at the moment. A lot of people are going toward uh, story kind of telling in their in their ministry. But you can't you can't story tell someone into their own revelation. They've just got to have their own revelation. So what we've done is we've set up this program. It's not just in containing the Bible. It's got a it's got a prayer journal that the kid does every day. They'll write up one single prayer, and um, every day they do the study. They'll do one prayer. Uh, they'll write it, and but they'll pray through the list of the previous ones that they've gone through. And so as time passes, because it takes a while to get through the book work, uh, the kids have got to go then and record when God has answered their prayers. And so all of a sudden you're doing some study on a Bible theme, but you've got the kid praying about their life and the things that are dear to their heart. And because God's faithful, his word won't return void. They get to discover that from the age of seven or eight or ten or whatever. And it becomes a very deep thing for the kid to see that God has answered their prayer. Let me tell you a story with that. My my eldest was being bullied by some boys in our street. And there's a Christian lad in our street, and he ended up getting 
kind of co-opted by the bullies and turned into a bully against my son, <laughs> yes. which is a great opportunity. I'm glad that he told me about it. And I told him to stand on his own two feet and don't be treated like that. And if you show self-respect for yourself, they'll, they'll respect you. And so he came home and wasn't going to let himself go through that. But in the discipleship times in the home, he wrote down a prayer uh, for this particular lad. And just, he just wrote this little lad and his heart. That's all he wrote in the prayer request because he'd, my, my son had been hurt by his friend. A couple of weeks go by and that lad turns up on the door and knocks on the door and he says, look, I'm really sorry that I treated you like that and I felt God telling me that was the wrong thing to do and I just want to let you know that uh, in the next week or two I'm going to go and get baptized at my church. And my son sort of was like, oh yeah, that's really nice. And then we're sitting down the next time doing the discipleship and we're going through the prayer journal and I said, are you going to tick that off? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you were praying about his heart and look at what's happening. Just like the, the, all of the lights went on for the kid yeah. and his countenance changed and he was so excited seeing that God had answered his prayer in this what seemed to be an impossible situation. All we'd done is given him the platform to approach the Lord and the platform for the Lord to move in his world. Well, let me point people to, it's called Lionheart's Disciples. There's a website called lionheartsdisciples.com. Tosh Sturgis is our guest. Tosh, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. We're taking a little time to unpack a wonderful initiative called Lionheart's Disciples. There is a website called lionheartsdisciples.com. Pastor Tosh Sturgis is our guest. We're talking about a new resource for kids that connects them in a special way with the Scriptures, helping them to interact with the Scriptures. And as you've been hearing, helping children to actually recognize what happens when God has answered a prayer and how they can interact with the books of the Bible and the stories of the Bible in new and fresh ways. Sometimes, Tosh, I tend to think that there's a cycle in a lot of families where parents grew up disconnected Mm. uh, from the Scriptures uh, and somehow or other we assume that our children will somehow or other naturally gather a love for the Scriptures, but that's just not true, is it? You've got to start with children now and help them to appreciate and fall in love with God's Word. Yeah, that's like the King Solomon said, train up the child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. And so I've always felt the burden to deliberately focus on exposing the kids to the Word of God. That's a that's a real burden that I have. And, and as they grow, you can see that they're able to build on the foundation of what's been laid in their lives. But I think it does need to be deliberate. You know, the Jews used to get their kids and teach them Torah at a very young age and let that kid be uh, filled with that Word at a young age. And I don't know if we've got the same time frames available that they did in their communities back then, but I figured at least we can get the core and the heartbeat of, of our theological beliefs into the children. But it's the difference between going and trying to teach them theology or teach them the word that teaches them the theology. And that's where I come, you know, that's what my burden is, is teaching them the word that teaches them the theology rather than just teaching them the ideas. Because if we take the theological ideas, it's not got the foundation of what the actual word is. And it's not that the ideas don't have power, but the, but the word has the power. You know, Jesus was the word made flesh to come and dwell among us. And so there's just something wonderful that God has done for us as individuals, as, as his children, that when we interact with that word, it affects us. Now, when does your resource really come into its being, when it really hits its stride? I imagine that 
for very small children, you're starting with picture books and very, very yes. simple stories, and the kids love those. But once they are learning to read, I imagine this is when your resource comes to the fore. That's a very good question, and I really wrestled with that for quite a long time. What age do I make this relevant to? How much do I write in here? But what I ended up settling with was reading age. As soon as a kid can read like a sentence or a couple of sentences, from that age on, they really can read a Bible verse and get to understand it. If we put the expectation on them to read this verse and what does it say, simple reading comprehension, a child in second grade can easily read that passage and then ask that passage some question. So if it's a word uh, from, from the scriptures about God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, well, if the question is, how did God show the world that he loved the world? Well, the kid has to go to the scripture and find that answer. So what I've done is I've, in the workbook, I've dumbed down the amount of words that I've put in there and made it all action specific. So the kid has to take the, the words that have been written and action them somehow so they can be activity focused rather than story focused. And if we get them jumping from one activity to the other, it doesn't matter if they're six or 16. I mean, I've got a family in the United States that have quite a number of children and the, the young ones are using it and they've got their, their high school students using it as well, because what it really is, apart from a workbook where they can document what it is that they're doing and thinking and saying, it's a springboard into the scriptures. And it's the scriptures that are really relevant to them. So that's what made me want to minimize the amount of words put in there and make it action-based, make it activity-focused for the kids to be driven back into the scriptures, driven to prayer, that kind of thing. Tosh, when you describe it as a workbook and yeah. kids are writing in the book, oh yes. Uh, so how long does it last? So Is there phase two coming anytime soon? Well, the workbook uh, at the moment, it has 20 weeks worth of activities in it. And it's got uh, space in it for two sessions per week. The first is a little longer than the second. The, the focus of the first session is the Word of God, and the, which I call the, uh, the Word Study. And then the other one is, uh, actually, it's, I call it the Wisdom Study. And then there's the Courage Study, which is more about applying it to life. So those are the two focuses through the week, 20 weeks worth of studies. And I find it usually takes a family about a year to get through it because, because you've got life to be busy with. You've got kids get sick and people move and have holidays and all the rest of it. Yes, there is a phase two coming. The first foundation, the first one is called Foundations. And the second one, which will be out sometime next year, we'll probably launch it for the start of the school year in the United States. That's called Treasure chest. And I know that parents will be, in fact, quite interested in the idea that you've got two sessions a week. Yeah. So you don't put the parents under a rod for their own backs by saying, we have to do this every day, seven days a week. Although it's a good thing to have that sort of routine, uh, for most parents, uh, thinking quite logically, uh, as you say, there is going to be things that will interrupt the routine, but it's something you can come back to. Exactly. And, and setting it up as a place where mum and dad can connect to the kids and they can connect to the Bible and it can be something that they do together. I find oftentimes that the kids want to do it and they remind the parents or if there's something busy that comes along, let's say there's a, a real like flu goes through the home or something like that. The kids can put it down for a little while. But I find because we're focusing on the heartbeat of the Christian faith 
a family can take it at whatever leisurely pace they want or whatever with whatever rigidity they want and it's going to be the uh, it's going to be effective for either so whatever your family style is it's it's pretty much adaptable to that now tell me about the feedback that you get from kids now here's huh. the the test isn't it yeah. i mean uh, are the kids loving this they love doing it they they come and they on my facebook page if anyone looks up my facebook page i've got pictures of kids there with great big beaming smiles on their face because they've got this workbook and uh, it, it partly i think what it does honestly i keep saying this but this is so important especially in our day and age it connects kids to mum and dad and what mum and dad believe intellectually. And it gives the kids uh, a space into mum and dad's heart that perhaps they wouldn't have had before. But there's that. But uh, the activity side of things, I was really surprised with the feedback that I get from the kids. I asked the kids that, that do it initially, what was it that you liked about it the most? And now I'm expecting it all of the time. Every single session that the kids do, there's a drawing page. So let's say with the memory verse on the, on the wisdom study, they've got to go in and they've got to say, let's say John 3.16 again. We give them the memory verse and we say, now draw that. And we just leave it open-ended. And the kid has to use the creative side of their brain to memorize the word of God. You know you use more than 70% more, use 70% more of your brain function when you're thinking creatively than when you do reflectively. And so we're getting the kid thinking creatively on the word of God. So they sit down and they have to draw for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And what does that mean? How does that look? And so they make it theirs and they love that creative piece of it. But the, the, I think what the, the fun inside of that is at the end of the day, when they've got to remember that memory verse, they've already got a mind map of how they made sense of that scripture. And I was really blown away hearing that constantly from the kids. I love the drawing side of it. I love the drawing side of it. And I think it makes sense because kids are so creative. Well, Tosh, uh, so many parents are going to be thinking right now, how do I get a hold of this resource? It is an exciting resource. It's called Lion Hearts Disciples. That's Lion Hearts with an S, Lion Hearts Disciples. There is a website and you can get a hold of this workbook at lionheartsdisciples.com. That's lionheartsdisciples.com. Tosh Sturgis, thanks so much for taking some time to share your great initiative with us all here on 2020. God bless. Thank you very much. And it's been a pleasure to be here with you all. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.